right, Ian Trottier here for Discussions of Truth. I have no idea what number episode this is. I literally have not kept count, but I'll tell you this much. The first episode was January of 2017. I've been doing, uh, I've created the show, been working the show since 2016. Uh, so that's why I say it's established in 2016. I was uh, talking with Windward Radio to start the show. Those discussions happened in 2016, and so therefore, the show that I do, uh, which wasn't even originally named Discussions of Truth, uh, was early on, for the first year, was the Florida Sun and Spray show, kind of this weird uh, name to a show, but it had to do with the Zika virus and the pesticides that were being used. So anyway, Discussions of Truth established 2016, that's what I claim. Uh, and uh, that's what appears on the hats. And you can get a hat by DMing me a direct message on Instagram. Uh, shoot me your mailing address, and I uh, I will uh, I will send you a hat, a complimentary hat. Otherwise, you can purchase one on my website, iantrottier.com, I-A-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R, iantrottier.com. And there, ladies and gentlemen, please take a moment and go – Check out some of the research that I've done. Uh, I've written articles I've sent to many politicians. There are a couple of politicians, one in Florida, two in uh, um, uh, in Arizona, one in, uh, in California uh, that I'm thinking of right now that completely and directly align with all of the research that I have in those articles. Um, if you, for instance... Um, Go to Central Bank. If you click on the More tab on the website, Central Bl- Central Bank, a global communist conspiracy. This literally is my breakdown of how the global cabal, okay, it's, it's the hidden mechanics. It's otherwise hidden government, otherwise known as the deep state. This isn't some conspiracy theory, folks. You don't need to be freaked out. Uh, yes. There is a global entity that is controlling economics, global economics. Um, and, 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 and look, if, you, if, if, it's, if it's difficult for you to, to conceptualize how this could be done, understand that all the central banks globally feed into the Bank of International Settlements. Um, this is explained in Central Bank, a global communist conspiracy uh, on my website. Go to it. Order my book. Because I go into detail, I've got a number of chapters dedicated to this in my book. Uh, publisher is Trine Day. It'll be publishing when Chris gets around to it. Uh, and uh, But we've got the agreement, and he said he'll publish it. So I'm expecting it to be published. You can have it on pre-order. Some people have not been waiting for this for years. Uh, but please do pre-order it now. Uh, get in line. Get a pre-order. I know he's going to run 400 initial copies last time I spoke to him. So get one of your copies. Freedom Reserve, No More Lies. That is the name of the book. And I've already started on the second book. Uh, and for those of you who like history, because I know there are those of you that do like history, because I speak to you. And you understand the value behind studying, learning from history. And that's exactly what I do. And especially in my second, the second book that I'm working on, I really dig in historically to who this enemy is. And to really conceptualize things for you so that you don't, uh, you know, again, to understand things on a very basic level, if it's hard for you to kind of understand. If you look at the natives that lived on the American continents, continent, uh, you know, they had their own trading system. I don't know if they had currency. I doubt that they used paper currency, but that trading system is all based off of something they created. Well, Europeans invaded, conquered, and they had a separate trading system. But all of the central banks globally, that includes the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve, uh, based off of the New York Federal Reserve uh, 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 Bank, uh, these institutions feed into this centralized banking uh, schematic that's based out of Switzerland. So where does it come from prior to Switzerland? Well, for those of you that get into religion, uh, then you can trace it back biblically. I frankly don't, and I look at what is known, right? And so that's where I, the buck stops for me at the Vatican. Um, 
And again, read some of these articles that I've written because I go into that on my website and I definitely go into it on, in my book. Uh, and that's just the way it is, right? I mean, the United States of America, whether religious or not, or not, one of the cogs and keystones of the Constitution is freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of press. All of those things are being attacked at an unprecedented level today. Um, but it's all based off of, if you go back to the Mayflower, right, the pilgrims, it's all based off of practicing religion freely. Because in England, it was King George getting, uh, or excuse me, King uh, Henry uh, VIII, I believe, at the time of the pilgrims, I may be wrong, uh, was uh, being kicked out of the Roman church, and he created his own church called the Church of England, right? And so the pilgrims later on broke up and said, well, you know what, we've got our own institution, we can't practice it freely in England, so we're going to practice what it is. So in that regard, the United States, which, of course, the pilgrims arrived 150 years before Washington declared independence from the British. But in that regard, ladies and gentlemen, religion is the keystone to the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. Um, so that's important to understand what the deep state is. And I'm going to mention, I don't think I've ever mentioned it on any of my shows, but I'm going to mention it because this guy is somebody that I've listened to now for a number of years. And he started doing his work on numerology and gematria much, uh, a couple years prior to I, me starting uh, Discussions of Truth in Miami Beach. Uh, his name is Zachary Hubbard. And um, I've reached out to him. He's never gotten back to me. Um, there's a guy named Michael Brill that has written a book on numerology. I'm not even sure if Michael is still alive. He was based in Arizona at the time. But uh, Zachary Hubbard uh, has been banned uh, left and right on YouTube and these other platforms because he digs into this gematria um, decoding, right? Numer numerologically decoding how these kind of rich calendar, calendar, calendar rituals are practiced by the, this Roman institution. Um, and, uh, of course, you're getting into secret societies, and that's up to you to get into that or not not to get into it. But what you do know is that the calendar that we use on a daily basis is a Gregorian calendar. That means it comes from Pope Gregory uh, of Rome. That's the calendar that we use, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that is it. That's what that's how we operate, and it is uh, it is off of that principle that the global economics are uh, glo global economics are all functioning. It's all rooting back to Rome. Now, where it goes from Rome to somewhere else, I'm going to tell you. My research shows that it has nothing to do with the Jews in Israel. You know, people want to point fingers at the Jews, not me. No, um, and that's for another discussion. But Jexit, I fully support. Um, this has nothing to do with Israel. Uh, Balfour, the Balfour uh, uh, Declaration was a British declaration. The British basically, via the Rothschild, basically created present-day Israel. That is a uh, that is a uh, uh, that is basically a mold from the Vatican. Um, I believe that's World War One. Okay, so um, momentarily now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring on Loy Brunson, and I don't know much about Loy, uh, but he's a freedom fighter, and uh, we'll get into the discussion with Loy and see what he's been up to, and I think he's been tackling voter fraud in his state. So we'll be bringing, I'll be bringing on Lloyd here in a couple minutes, but I wanted to mention Century H2O. Okay, I've been working with Century H2O. You can order one of their filters on my website. Um, Micronic Silver, which I use daily. Um, that is a, a great product that you can spray in your mouth or use it topically. Um, and, uh, and, and also I want to uh, mention ProVision H, uh, GHS. Um, these are all great products that I uh, run on my website. Uh, you know, I mean, look, the, the country is in disarray. Uh, you basically has GSH, uh, provision GSH. You basically have two governments that are running, um, and which one, the, the, which it's a Hegelian dialectic, right? So it's a matter of which one, the socialist government or the constitutional government, which, which one will actually rise above and, um, take the power back because right now the power resides with the socialists. 
Um, that is, and they, and they rigged that election. They rigged the election. I mean, but but that's not the first election that's been rigged. And I source uh, the Collier brothers uh, vote scam, stealing of America. That was written probably 15 years ago. Uh, the voting system in cahoots with mainstream media and IBM has been rigged and manipulated, dating back to uh, LBJ, uh, JFK. That's according to the research of the Collier brothers. So this Trump recent Trump election, this was it's either theater or um, it was blatant fraud, which I think it was simply blatant, blatant fraud to get this socialist scheme back into power uh, after, you know, after, of course, Obama served his eight years and Trump got in. So that's still kind of out in the jury uh, what's going on there. But but regardless, what we do know is we've got socialism fully in effect in America. This is exactly what it is. Uh, make make no mistake about it. And, um, and Donald Trump right now is being persecuted at, a, at an incredibly unprecedented level. I really don't know how that guy does it. I, I don't know how he does it. I don't. I, yeah, I mean, obviously he's got the money, uh, he's got the luxury. The you know he's got his nice bed, he's got his resorts, he's got that. But a guy that didn't need to get into politics and got into politics to save his country, and now being completely hammered um, left and right, I, I, you got to ask. I mean, he's in it now. So anyway, he's, he's there. And, um, and I support him. Now, the other thing is I also support uh, what RFK Jr. is saying. I'm a Trump guy all the way, but but I also support what RFK Jr. is saying because he understands that the COVID lockdowns were a systematic, and he's used that word, systematic attack on the middle class. So anyway, just a few things for a few foods, food, uh, uh, food, food for thought. Uh, D Piazza Pizza, if you're in Miami, go to D Piazza. Pete D Piazza, he's a big uh, constitutional conservative, loves loves the country. Uh, go to uh, D Piazza Pizza in Miami if you're there. So let's bring on. Uh, I'm going to bring on Loy uh, Brunson right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, buy one of my Trache trucker hats. They're thirty bucks. So I give them to you for fifty. Uh, signed at fifty. And but you know what? If you go to my Instagram and just DM me. You get it on the house. Uh, and these these patches are hand-sewn, folks. They're hand-sewn onto the hat. All right, here we go. Loy Brunson, ladies and gentlemen, bringing in Loy Brunson right now. Thanks for uh, listening. And pass the, pass, the, uh, pass the episode on to someone. Hello, this is Loy. Loy Brunson, uh, welcome to Discussions of Truth, sir. It's nice to connect with you. It's great to be here. Loy, uh, I understand you are a constitutional freedom fighter. You've got yourself in a battle right now with voting, uh, voting systems in your state. For listeners that aren't familiar with who you are and what you're doing, take a moment and please, uh, please make an introduction for yourself, if you would. Well, sure. I'm one of the Brunson brothers, and CNN, MSN, Newsweek, and some others have written at least three articles about this Supreme Court case. Uh, the second case now is at the Supreme Court. It was denied a hearing, which we expected, and fortunately we'll have a break for the summer to come back to a conference to raise awareness. What it is, we're suing every single member of Congress uh, that was involved in pushing back against a simple 10-day investigation when the 2016 electoral votes were certified prematurely. Surely. So our lawsuit started in federal court. We have two lawsuits. And this, uh, this main lawsuit that I'm the plaintiff on, the petitioner on, uh, we were blocked and we were unfiled by the federal court. We had to take the federal court to the 10th Circuit with a writ of mandamus. That's a complaining to the higher court for misconduct of the lower court because you can't unfile someone's case. You can't recall someone's complaints that have been issued and, and served, and that's what they did. So we took both courts because the 10th Circuit didn't do their job. They didn't, it didn't even look like they read the pleadings. They said, oh, they didn't block it. They just, uh, our backlogger says, oh, you didn't. it's like they didn't read the pleadings because they obviously, even the docket showed that they unfiled my case. So we took both of those courts to state court. And after that battle was finished, we were notified by the court that they had reversed the decision. They did what we were suing them to do, and that is allow my case to go forward. And so it's going forward uh, through the federal court. And, uh, and then it made it to the United States Supreme Court. Now, this is 
an extremely unusual case, petition for rid of certiorari, because we were allowed by the Supreme Court of the United States to bypass the Tenth Circuit Court only with them deciding that it would fit under their Rule 11 requirements, which are they have to conclude before they even allow it to be filed that it is of, quote, imperative public importance. And that's the case that was filed. It was denied a few days ago in a conference. We get one more conference. Now, 80,000 people have sent letters to the Supreme Court, and we believe that is why they allowed it to be docketed under Rule 11. So we have until the end of the summer to get more letters there, and we believe with enough letters, we will get the Supreme Court to do more than just reviewing it in a conference, but actually set a date for a hearing. So that's the goal. So we're encouraging people to go to LloydBrunson.com. takes two minutes to take part, take part in history, to send a letter to the Supreme Court. And this is about awareness. This is about the public becoming aware that the oath is supposed to be binding as demanded in Article 6 of our Constitution that states clearly, they shall be bound by oath to this Constitution. They shall be bound. Bound means you can't have immunity, and the U.S. attorneys have been have been fighting with immunity, and that doesn't that doesn't make any sense because you cannot have a binding oath and have immunity. So we're fighting immunity, we're raising awareness, and this is about America waking up to the fact that we have a contract, we have a commitment with our representatives, and now we're going to hold their feet to the fire. And every single letter is filed with the Supreme Court, and it's a support it's supporting the Constitution. If you go to seven discoveries. SevenDiscoveries.com, uh, you can actually get an exact copy. We printed extra copies that we sent to the Supreme Court, so you can download that. That's an expose on the Constitution. It comes with a pocket-sized book that highlights the incredible power clauses that have been ignored and overlooked for over 200 years, of which we're using in our pleadings. So that's uh, that's pretty much it in just a couple of minutes. That's the nutshell, and it's a hard shell there, Lloyd. Let- let me ask you about the letter. I, I want to go back to the con- Congress people and what they did. You can clarify that for me. But but right now, let's look at the letter. What needs to be done? Somebody, anybody that's listening to this and understands what's going on needs to write a letter. Go to LloydBrunson.com and write a letter. Tell them exactly what they need to be writing in that letter. Well, the letter, there's already a form letter, so you can see it. And then you can add your own personal words, your own personal message to the justices. And then with a keypad or a finger on your smartphone, you can sign your name. That goes to a fulfillment house that prints the letter, folds the letter, puts it in an envelope, puts postage on it, and sends it individually to the Supreme Court. So this is an incredible awakening because it's basically the, the whole petition and complaint is about the oath of office needs to be binding as the Achilles heel. As America wakes up to the fact that they have given themselves immunity and they've skirted this very important clause in Article 6 demanding that there will be binding. As America wakes up to that, the justices will then have the support and the power needed to make great decisions in, in these petitions. Now, Rule 11 allows them, even if they deny a hearing, it's in their arsenal. The first petition and the second petition, and under Rule 11, they can completely adjudicate the whole complaint, offer reliefs and satisfy all the causes of action. So this is a tremendous power the court is receiving and with we the people waking up and finding out about this and taking part in the letter campaign through the summer, we could see some amazing results. But regardless of what the what the justices do, America is waking up to our constitution. Now we may start a new letter campaign as well for our military because a lot of our military, they're a little confused about their number one job, their number one response responsibility is to defend our constitution against enemies foreign and domestic that is their number one priority and a lot of them are a little confused about that so we're going to start a letter campaign for that as well but this letter campaign right now that's available lloydbrunson.com is a great way to get engaged and to watch the video there's a five minute video put together by by Mike Huckabee's producer, and it explains the lawsuit, explains what we're doing. It's great. And if you like it and feel good about a letter, share that video with someone. I say go to someone, go to a friend or go to a meeting, go where people have, go to a leadership person, like a pastor of a church or a group group or an organized group that someone's the head of, and get them to watch that five-minute video and then ask them if they they 
that they could to show it to their group, to their congregation, and be there when they do it and then help them do the letters. The more letters, the better. And the more letters we get, the more chance we have of, of America really awakening uh, to uh, the binding oath and the justices being able to do something in a positive way. So let's go back to, I believe you used the word premature or uh, some type of, what happened yes. there? Describe what happened there. Sure, January 1st, on January 1st, the 2016 election, January, no, no, January 1st, they certified the electoral vote. Now, there were many members of Congress that refused to pause for 10 days, 145 members of Congress practically begged the rest of the members of the House and Senate to pause for 10 days to make sure that the votes they were about to certify were certifiable. Fraud vitiates everything, treason vitiates everything, and an attack on our election system vitiates everything. In other words, there's no excuse. It vitiates all excuses. So when I we watched, when we watched our representatives, some of ours, and others stand up waving the Constitution saying that they had a constitutional duty to certify these electoral votes, it's like you, they were premature. They should have certified them when they felt more confident and comfortable that they were a legitimate certifiable they hadn't been tampered with. So for them to waste the, wave the Constitution in our faces on camera and say they had to, according to the Constitution, certify this before an investigation was very misleading. They made it look like there were 145 members of Congress saying not to certify, and that wasn't it at all. They were saying certify, but not right now. Pause. Investigate. Both sides of the aisle were accusing each other of treason with these actions. So it's like when you have that much going on, you better darn well, uh, you know, make sure these are certifiable electoral votes. And so it's just unbelievable that they would allow this to move forward without an investigation. And that's where they created a huge breach. It was an attack and they should have investigated and, and to find where the attack was coming from, domestic or foreign. They were not defending or they felt their duty to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And that's why uh, that's what caused us to file the, the federal lawsuits. Now, Lloyd, you said 2016. I think you might be referring to 2020. If so, where does Mike Pence uh, play into this? No, we're talking about the 2016 election. You are. Okay. Yes. And Mike Pence is one of the defendants because he, he led the charge to certify it without an investigation. And he and they all acted like like it was either you do or you don't, and that's not what the Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, and others are saying. They were saying let's certify that, but let's pause for ten days, and it wouldn't have interrupted anything. They could have done that, and they just rammed it through. So they created a huge security breach, participated in a huge security breach. So we're asking the courts to to do something about it. To, uh, to strip the immunity at least, and to, if they can, with enough public support, they could actually cancel credentials. So was there was there a cover-up going on here where there was a movement that uh, they got pushed through that shouldn't have gotten pushed through? Well, one of our causes of action is civil conspiracy, and with, uh, with depositions, if it's remanded back to federal court, then that information would come out. If not, if the justices adjudicate this and judge it, then they can refer it over to a new Department of Justice that would launch a full investigation to see who is more culpable than others, and if there was some kind of a conspiracy or increase or threat or bribe to get others to follow suit, because it was very fishy uh, the way that happened. So, Lloyd, am I understanding correctly, but are, would this imply that Donald Trump was not elected uh, uh, legally? You mean Biden? 2016. What year is it? 20. Uh, I, I'm oh, getting I'm the sorry. Year. I'm sorry. Am I getting confused here? 2020. Was it the 2020 election? <laughs> it was uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. So it's the 2020. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, That's okay. Yeah, I know. There's a lot going on. 2016. Wow. Okay. Let's make that correction. 2020. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Thanks for correcting me. And I should have caught that. No, no, no problem. Look, 80,000 letters to the Supreme Court is an incredible uh, turnout. And, uh, and, and of course, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting right back on track because I thought I was with you here, but then we got that, that, that year off. Okay. So, so Lloyd, uh, Lloyd, if, if, if the Supreme Court, if you can get the Supreme Court to listen to this, I mean, they, or they've already listened, but if they get, if they open up a, an official case, uh, what are you hoping? What are we, what are we hoping that gets overturned here? Well, the, the public support and public opinion and public 
awareness is super important, number one. But we're asking that credentials be canceled. We're asking that uh, individuals depart from holding office the rest of their lives. And we're asking for there to be a referral to the Department of Justice for criminal investigation. That's what we're asking. Now, the justices could reverse the decision. They could re reverse the decision and uh, uh, for dismissal and remand it back to federal court. And then the defendants would have something like 20 to 30 days to answer the complaint. So they could they could do that, but because of the civil conspiracy charge, the defendants would need to find separate attorneys because attorneys are very reluctant to represent more than one defendant in a conspiracy charge because uh, they could uh, they could lose their lilac lawsuits. There could be malpractice representing uh, defendants that could end up suing each other. And you firmly believe that there's a civil conspiracy at play here that rigged this election. If so, who's behind it? Uh, we believe that. We don't know, but we believe that, and we because they were so united in what they were doing, there seemed to be such ferocious, you know, uh, enthusiasm to to just to not investigate, even though they were claiming on both sides that there was treason. It's like, uh, yeah, it needed, uh, you know, that's one of the causes of action that would be investigated and discovered, and through discovery, either through a, the civil case here or through the uh, through the uh, criminal investigation. And Loy, of course, as you've already mentioned, if indeed this is a civil conspiracy and there's there's legitimate fraud going on, uh, then the Pentagon would have to step in, wouldn't they? I mean, the military oh, would have of, to. A, yeah, a lot of departments would probably have to step in. Absolutely. And this, it, it needs to be investigated. Why did they do that? And it looks like, I mean, isn't there more evidence every day that our election system was attacked? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, look, I'm I'm totally with you, and I support I support what's going on here. So I'm actually going going to write the letter myself. I'm going to get a letter. I'm going to contribute to that. I want everyone listening to do the same, uh, because frankly, the, the folks that are listening to this uh, definitely uh, coincide with uh, with with your angle. Uh, the time frame here, Lloyd, uh, or excuse me, Lloyd. Uh, the time frame here, Lloyd, is uh, is 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 that you'd like the Supreme Court. Uh, getting on this come fall. Is that right? Absolutely. And they can do it behind closed doors. They don't even have to notify the public. But yes, now that we have through the summer to raise awareness for America to, to come on board with this, it's a great opportunity that they are taking a break. This was the last conference schedule. So what timing, incredible timing is that to have our conference the last one so that there's a break between that and we're allowed one more conference and I don't, for I, them to reconsider. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, any names here, but but are there any any names, any con Congress folks, Congress people uh, that you that you'd like uh, listeners to uh, to investigate or look into or, or, or research? Well, I think all of the ones that we're really enthusiastic about uh, about not investigating. And so it's like. All of them. Just look at if you if you go to sevendiscoveries.com, you yep. can get an exact copy. It shows all the defendants. Or you can go to supremecourt.gov, and you can look and see who all the defendants are. And uh, those would be people that need to be investigated. And these are the folks that are defending against your uh, lawsuit. They're the, they're the defendants, and the U.S. attorneys are defending them against our lawsuit, yes. Yep. When did you start this? When when At what point in time there after the election did, did you say, hey, this is – this is funky business. I'm going to go after these people. When did you do that? I'd say about 60 days. My brother has the experience in litigation. He's not a lawyer, but he had actually sued banks because of the prime, uh, the subprime mortgage yeah. rate, mortgage bundling. And so he had experience in state and federal court and the Supreme Court. And so he uh, he knew he needed and wanted to do something. So he talked to me and my other brother, and we came on board. And you've been effective because I've certainly heard your name and I've heard about the work that you've done. I haven't gotten into the specifics like uh, you're describing now, but the work that you have done, you and your brother, has been effective. Uh, is it building steam or is it laying off a bit? It's actually building steam. There are more people that are getting excited about the Constitution and about the petition, about an opportunity to send a letter to the Supreme Court. So it's actually gaining momentum. And are there any particular states? Uh, where you find most people supporting you, Florida, Texas, any states in particular? Uh, no, it seems to be pretty even out. We're getting letters from, from all the states, it seems, and uh, we're getting letters from Australia and England. Really? Different, yeah, we've gotten a letter from Okinawa. 
Japan. Unbelievable. And that's the thing is anyone in any part of the world can send a letter to the Supreme Court. Go to LloydBrunson.com and do that. Wow, real, real, real awesome. Let me let me ask you a question here, Lloyd, because during the Trump presidency, uh, we saw a transformation in the country uh, that was uh, uh, pretty unprecedented. I'd started this podcast in Miami in 2016, uh, and it was a woman named Catherine Austin Fitz, who's a Wharton grad, and, and she follows global economics, that, that, was, that was talking about the narrative that she saw developing under the lockdowns and, and, and the COVID-19 uh, uh, virus outbreak. Let me just ask your opinion, and I know we're shifting gears away from from the voting uh, fraud issues that we have in this country, but they're very important, and they tie together a little bit. Uh, in your seriousness of the situation we're in, yeah, absolutely, Lloyd. Uh, look, I, I really appreciate your time, um, and um, and I'm I'm going to go and I'm going to fill out, I'm going to support your work, I'm going to I'm going to write a letter myself in support of the work. Um, I too believe that uh, that Americans are starting to wake up to the fact that there is a hidden government. Um, and, and we know, Lloyd, we know that, uh, that this is nothing new. Uh, politicians have been speaking about this uh, for over 100 years. Um, so uh, fortunately, uh, for people like Donald Trump that got into politics, uh, I think he woke, woke a lot of, lot of Americans up. Um, Lloyd, what's... Go ahead. Absolutely did. Go ahead. Lloyd, um, what's, uh, what's next? Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to have a call to action right now. We're, 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 we're listeners. Please go to LloydBrunson.com, uh, fill out this, uh, get a letter in the mail to the Supreme Court. Uh, what's next for the Brunson brothers in this fight? Um, give, give listeners a pinpoint date. What's next? Okay, well, we'll be filing a petition for rehearing. We're allowed one more conference, which uh, that should be on the docket within the next couple of weeks. And we would suspect that uh, that we would have a date in October for a conference. So we have the whole summer to just fight like mad to raise awareness and i encourage people and when you go to louisbrunson.com look at that video put together it's just you scroll down a little bit it's a square with an arrow on it and watch that and share it with people that are in you know heads of groups and see if uh, they would share it to their groups and congregations to help the letter campaign move forward because every single letter counts and the more letters we have to support the justices the more they have the power and the support to do the right thing Great. And are you involved in any tours or conventions, any events that uh, listeners can get a ticket to, to to see you speak? I have been, and I'm on social media, and uh, we'll try to keep uh, the events posted at LloydBrunson.com or at 7 discoveriescom And uh, I am going out there occasionally, and I'll probably be in West Palm Beach coming up the middle of this month, and I've been in San Diego, and I've been in Texas and Missouri. So if people have a group and they want me to come out and speak, I'd, I'd do everything I could to, to make it out there and speak to your group. Constitutional freedom fighter, ladies and gentlemen, Lloyd Brunson. Lloyd, thank you for joining Discusses Your Truth. I look forward to speaking with you in the future. Thank you very much, Ian. Uh, this is uh, another example, uh, folks, of what seems to be an average American that uh, appreciates his Constitution. And he's likely no different than you. Certainly, he's no different than me. It's just a matter of him doing something about the, what, what he feels right. And, 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 and I started the podcast because, well, it was, uh, accepting an invitation to share the research. Uh, literally I was, uh, giving a lift in Miami. I picked up a passenger. Uh, her name was Kitty. I blew her mind with the research that I'd done, uh, dating back, uh, tracing back, uh, Rothschild, Cecil Rhodes, Involvement with uh, how the how the cards all stacked up, J.P. Morgan, Federal Reserve, um, and and it, again, this was the Zika virus. I had uh, looked at who the funding sources was. It was always kind of follow the money, right? So that's always follow the money. I found the Rockefeller Foundation involved in the Zika virus, also the pesticide, and that got me looking into uh, a fellow named Anthony Sutton. Uh, former Stanford Hoover fellow, and Anthony Sutton had walked away from his fellowship at the Hoover Institute because they were censoring him. Uh, it just so happens that he later published with Trine Day, my publisher, and um, and it was from Sutton's research and publications that opened my eyes to uh, fraud, 
in the, the American government. Now, there's fraud everywhere, right? It's not just the government. There's fraud in corporations. But it's up to us. It's up to people like Loy. It's up to you listening. It's up to me. It's up to freedom fighters, regardless of uh, political alignment. But that's why I say constitutional freedom fight. Uh, it's up to us to defend that constitution and keep America a free country. Keep it a beacon for the rest of the world. And you can see the work that uh, Loy's doing is grabbing attention from, as he said, Japan, Australia, England. And I've had a number of guests on my program, including David Icke, uh, Tony Gosling. These are, these are English men that have fought for their independence and their freedom because England is not an independent country. It's part of something called the British Union or the United Kingdom. And that union is subservient to the city of London. The city of London, ladies and gentlemen, is not English. Uh, the city of London is a Roman banking corporation. It's its own country, in other words. And it's Roman. So to give you an idea, the king, Charles, well, he's regulated by the bank that controls his monarchy. And that's called Londinium, otherwise known as London. The same system was set up in 1913 when Woodrow Wilson signed off on the Federal Reserve Act. It's the same thing. It creates a corporation, a banking corporation that basically funds and finances the United States government. Now, let me pull back a little bit more so you can understand this a little bit better. The United States government that, uh, you know, we love to go to D.C., maybe you like to go to D.C., you like to go to the White House, tour the White House, go to the Capitol, look at the beautiful architecture, the grandiose buildings, the monuments, uh, you go to your state capitals. But that government, ladies and gentlemen, is on the verge of filing for bankruptcy. I mean, I'm going to say that again. The Government, the federal government, certainly if you're in a state like California, you're in the same deficit. The federal government is on the verge of filing for bankruptcy. Had that debt ceiling not been reached a few weeks ago, the federal government would have had to file for bankruptcy. Who regulates those economics? Federal Reserve does. Federal Reserve is not a public institution. It is a private bank. It's not a federal bank. It's federal in name only. That is a fact. And that fact should have your eyes wide open and your jaw dropped. Because right there, that means fraud. Deception. Yes, it's a legal quirk, completely legal to do, but it does deceive the public, and it has deceived the American public for 110 years. For 110 years, that name federal applied to the private bank Federal Reserve has deceived the American people from coast to coast. It has deceived the American people. The people that rely on free speech, rely on their constitution that Lloyd's been fighting for. The people that rely on truth in media. You have been deceived. And unless you act, Unless you do things like 
write the articles that I've written and have published on my website. Unless you do things like writing the Supreme Court to support Lloyd Brunson, which I'm going to do right now. Unless you do things like this and make your voice heard. The possibility that you are part of a country that falls. And I'm not talking about your son or daughter, your children or their children. I'm not talking a couple of generations from now. I'm saying if this country has to file for bankruptcy, it will fall apart. It will be dismantled. And it's getting very close, folks. It's getting very close. The military is getting weak. It's getting disunified. And when you've got that, you've got problems. So you've got problems right now, America. You've got big problems. But I do believe there's hope. Because I do believe, like Loy has said, more and more Americans are now saying, whoa, 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 something's awry. And you're now getting it from the Democrats. You know, it's no longer the conspiracy theorists are just Trump conservatives. You know, I mean, conspiracy theory was usually applied to people that wanted to investigate and question the Dulles report, right? The JFK assassination. Conspiracy theory basically was created by the CIA, a Rothschild, basically a Rothschild-run organization. Uh, the CIA, as a matter of fact, the CIA, the predecessor of the CIA, moved into a building in Rockefeller Center that was formerly occupied by the British intelligence. And I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta quote something here from a friend of mine, good friend of mine, Josh Yoder, who's an airline pilot. I spoke to him about a year and a half ago in San Antonio at an event, and I explained to him what I just laid out to you in regards to the city of London. And Josh looked at me and says, so wait a second. He says, you mean the United States? He says, we never gained financial independence? And I said, that's exactly what I'm saying. Which therefore means you celebrate hot dogs, hamburgers, July 4th, some Bud Light. I'm kidding. You shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> That's, that was a joke. When July 4th rolls around here next week, and you're celebrating what is considered American independence, yeah, you've got independence, America. Sort of. you got a geographic independence. you got your own military. But it's all financially controlled. You're subservient to the master. You're in a debt. You're in a deficit. You owe the piper to the tune of 30 plus trillion dollars. And to repeat something here that'll probably further engage you, 46 presidents, Biden, Trump, Obama, Clinton, doesn't matter. 46 presidents from Washington. 46, one one in 250 years, one has left the White House without a deficit. And that was 1842, I believe, was a year. And his name was Andrew Jackson. And he knew crystal clear that the government that he had inherited from Washington, Franklin, Jefferson, he knew that government owed money. He knew that government was not financially independent. He knew that. And that's why he ran on the re-election platform to literally kill the bank. He knew the European bankers controlled America, even back then. Which, of course, set the stage for the Civil War. With Abraham Lincoln, which yes had to do with 
civil inequalities. No doubt about that. But the bottom line is that it had to do with economics. And by the way, who brought that slave trade to the new world? Something called Popple Bulls. The Papa Bull is a law handed down from, quote, God by the Pope, Vatican. Popple Bulls, I've got them listed in my book. The exact Papa Bulls that created the transatlantic slave trade. So I told you before Lloyd joined us. You know, it might sound cliche, but folks, I don't get into the religion. I get into the facts. I go down the paper trails. And as far as I can see, all roads lead to Rome. And that's why the theme of my second book is going to be analyzing some of these political philosophies that the West has adapted over the years. And the majority of them are not accredited to Rome. The majority of them are credited to Athens, Greece. Big difference. So, ask yourself this question. I'm not, again, I don't get into religion, but just ask yourself the question. Is it possible that the greatest business on the planet is the ability to manipulate man's understanding of their existence, otherwise known as a religion. Because that's exactly what the Vatican is. An institution based off of what I just said. And again, I'm not taking any shots at your personal beliefs. Because the United States Constitution gives you that full right to believe whatever you want to believe. And I would never try to change that. That is your right. But the paper trails, ladies and gentlemen, the paper trails all lead back through Rome. The Knights Templar, my understanding, created through what became the Jesuits, and this is why I direct you to the work of uh, Zachary Hubbard, the modern-day banking system that's based in Switzerland. The Swiss Guard is the personal bodyguard, the personal army to the Pope. And that's another fact. Coincidence? If you look at the U.S. Grand Union flag, that is the flag that was adapted by Franklin and Washington at the flag committee meeting in Cambridge, Massachusetts, 1775. That flag was flown aboard the USS Alfred the River Delaware, by John Paul Jones. And in the upper left canton of that flag is what appears to be the British flag, because it is. It's called the Union Jack. The U.S. Grand Union flag was the first flag of the United States Union. The second flag became Betsy Ross's Star Spangled Banner. And I think it wasn't named that until a little bit later. Betsy Ross's flag had 13 stars in that count time. They replaced the Union Jack. But why would the Union Jack appear on the U.S. Grand Union flag? It wasn't because Washington and Franklin were speaking English. Because they were fighting England. They were fighting King George. But it's because the city of London, a Roman, Roman banking corporation, was financing via the Rothschild, both armies. The city of London, as I've mentioned to you, was not and is not English. It's independent. It's a Roman banking center. And the Rothschild happened to be their largest money managers. They, I understand them to be Jewish. Makes no difference to me. It's a 
important to me, folks, is that the United States is not independent. The United States is dependent until it becomes financially independent and pays off that deficit to run its own government on its own means. It will always be dependent and will simply day in, day out, be inching closer and closer to obliteration, to being dismantled, which means absorbed by the global banking order, being absorbed by the deep state, which likely means crashing dollar. And that's where the country's marching, unless it can reverse course. Now, there are a growing number of folks in D.C., like Lauren Boebert, like Matt Gates, I believe Jim Jordan. These are people that are fighting back against this machine. Is it too late? Remains to be seen. Does Donald Trump understand these deep state mechanics that I'm laying out here for you? I don't know. I've been fortunate and I've met him. You'll see that on my website. But I've not spoken with him face to face and had dialogue in that sense. So I don't know what he knows. But I do know that there's a growing number of politicians, and certainly as Loy has said, there's a growing number of Americans that are catching on to this fraud. So if this sinks in with you and if this resonates, I've been at this now for seven years. This is my seventh year doing this. I dedicate everything I've got for it, to it. I dedicate everything that I've got, ladies and gentlemen. I live incredibly meagerly. I live very, very meagerly. Because what I try to do is read and write for you. There's a growing number of Americans that are turning off their mainstream media and tuning in to people like me. So if these words resonate, please support the podcast, whichever way you want, can. Donate to it, buy a hat, order a book. And you know what? Reaching out to me is support enough. Reaching out to me, you do it on Instagram, and you say, Ian, send me one of your hats. You're going to get one of my hats. And you won't have to pay for it. I will send it to you free of charge. Because you, loving that hat, wearing that hat, and supporting the work that I do by simply just wearing the hat and enjoying it, that's satisfaction enough and gratification enough for me. And do that to all of your constitutional patriots. I could care less about political parties. I will defend the country and its constitution. And that's what I'm doing. So, go to LloydBrunson.com. Send a letter to the Supreme Court. We'll be doing that here shortly. Pass this uh, episode on to a friend. And keep up the good fight. Because don't forget this. There is nothing more liberal. There's nothing more liberating than the Constitution itself. Until next time, I'm Ian Trottier. Look, I'll be back with, uh, let me grab her name for you real quick. I will be back with, uh, I don't see her last name, Kirsten. She's a, uh, she's a patriot. She happens to be a woman that, I, that is a uh, the homosexual. I could care less about your sexuality. What I care about is if you're a patriot and a constitutional fighter. That's what I care about. So we're going to bring in her and her message tomorrow. 
And until then, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Be awesome.